This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Alright, hey everybody, my name is Brent and you're listening to the LJS Podcast, episode number 14, where today I'm going to be talking about 10 important jazz standards that you need to know and why. This list of jazz standards is a list that is not only important because it's likely that these songs will be called on jam sessions and gigs, but also because there's something special about each one that you can learn that will help you with the rest of your jazz repertoire and the rest of your jazz playing in general. So I'm excited to dive into this list in a second here. But before we do that, I just want to say that all the music on today's show is by jazz harmonica player Ivanic Pernay. It's off of his album Breathe. So if you like this music, if you want to buy this album, which I hope you do, uh, you can go on to CD Baby, look up Ivanic Pernay Breathe. And if you can't spell his first name, it's Y-V-O-N-N-I-C-K, Pernay, P-R-E-N-E. So look up his album on CD Baby. And if you're on the website, you can uh, see the link in the show notes. And one last thing before we dive into the show is if you get value out of today's show, if you... Uh, learn something important and that helps you with your jazz playing, consider adding value back this podcast. It's 100% funded by listeners like you. So if you enjoy the show today, it's helped you out. There's a support button beneath the player. If you're on the website, you can leave us a one-time or monthly donation. And if you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support and help us out there. Uh, We thank you so much for your help. And we thank everybody who has given to the show thus far. You're the ones uh, keeping this going week after week and helping us keep produce this podcast. So thank you very much. All right. So I'm going to be flying solo today. We've had some great guests on recently. Uh, We've had Peter Bernstein. We've had... Uh, Bruce Foreman, we've had Josiah Bornasian, we've had Wallace Stelzer in last episode 13, but today I'm just going to fly solo and talk to you by myself. So let's go ahead and jump into this list of 10 important jazz standards you need to know and why. All right, so like I said, all these jazz standards I'm about to list to you, these 10 jazz standards, they're not only important because they are going to be called on gigs and jam sessions. I mean, they're all very 
popular jazz standards. They're well known. They're pretty commonly called. You know, doesn't really matter what city you're in. They're probably going to be called. But also, each one of these songs has something very specific to teach us about jazz and can actually help us with learning other jazz standards. It's kind of once you understand, you know, these ten songs. Well, they kind of the concepts translate to a lot of other songs. So these are all important to know. For these reasons, and I come up with these uh, this list of ten. You know, I was inspired by some other lists that that I've seen from others around. Um, but I've come up with these because these particular are ones that have helped me. Um, so I will be interested to to hear your comments of, of songs that you would say are really helpful. Um, you can leave that in the comment section below. But I'm going to go ahead and list mine and give you reasons for each. So I'm just going to kind of uh, you know list them off here. So the first one is Autumn Leaves, okay? Autumn Leaves is the first one I would suggest. And and why would I say you should learn Autumn Leaves? Well, it's a great study of relative keys, okay? So, you know, if we're in the key of, uh, well, you know, you could call it B-flat major or G minor, but let's, for our sake, say it's in the key of B-flat major. The song starts with a 2-5-1 in B-flat major, 2-5-1 being an important chord progression, everybody should know. So, you know, C minor 7, F7, B-flat major 7. And then it goes to the relative minor, so it goes into the key of G minor, uh, so then it goes A minor 7 flat 5, D7 uh, altered or flat 9 into G minor 7. And that's kind of the whole song. So it's an incredible study not only of 2-5-1 chord progressions, you know, one of the most important chord progressions in jazz, but it's also just a great study of relative keys. And it's a great song to even take in, into all 12 keys or at least several different keys to practice. Um, because the chord progressions aren't actually that hard to remember, and it's great just to practice those relative keys. Um, so Autumn Leaves would be the first one I would suggest you should know. And the second one that I would suggest to know is All the Things You Are, okay? All the Things You Are. And, and the reason I suggest All the Things You Are is because it's a great study of the cycle of fourths, okay, which, which is something that happens in jazz all the time, you know, two, five, one, those are all cycling in fourths, okay, right, let's go back to the same chord progression as autumn leaves, okay, C minor to F, so C to F is a fourth, and then F7 to B flat major, or from F to B flat major, that's, that's a fourth, it's a perfect fourth, and the same with, uh, with with all the things you are, except for that it, it really is a continuous stream of these, right? A lot of cycling of force. F minor 7 to B flat minor 7 to E flat 7 to A flat to D flat, okay? Then a little chromatic step up, D minor 7, G7 to C major 7. That's the first little uh, section there. So just a great study in the cycle of force and, and a classic song. Everybody should know all the things you are. Um, it's not necessarily the easiest song, but again, just a great song to kind of really start getting into those cycles. These cycle of fourths, you're just going to see them in jazz all the time. So it's really important to get a hold of that. So number two would be all the things you are. Um, number three is a song by Cole Porter. It's I Love You. Um, this is a great song, I think, to know because for, for two reasons, actually. Um, the first reason being 
it has an interesting progression because it starts on a minor seven flat five for the two chord. So usually when the two chord starts with a, a minor seven flat five, or we also call that a half diminished chord, it kind of usually means that we're going into a minor key, okay? But in this case, we're, we're actually not. The key's in F major, and so the first three chords are G minor seven flat five, uh, C7, usually an altered or a C7 flat nine usually to an F major seven. So it's a great practice with that particular chord progression going with a half diminished two chord to uh, uh, an altered five chord to a major one chord rather than a minor one chord. So that's one practice and you'll see that happen uh, quite a bit in other songs as well. Um, so the other reason I love you is a great tune is because uh, in the B section, it goes up a major third to the, the key in the major third, which would be A. So it's in the key of F major. But then the B section, it goes to the key of A. And that's something you will see in other songs as well. You will see that in uh, I'm Old Fashioned. That's another song where that happens. Um, so there, there's, there's other songs like that. You know, it's a kind of a Cole Porter thing. He does that kind of thing as well. So that's also just a good practice, just something to check out and work on. So number three is I Love You. Number four is Alone Together. And the reason I've chosen Alone Together is because it's a great song to practice minor two five ones. They're just kind of everywhere in this song. You know, it starts in D minor. There's two five ones in D minor. And then it goes a two five one to the the minor four chord G minor, um, and uh, you know it cycles around. It it also again does that you know half diminished two to five to major when it goes to D major uh, at the end of of the first A section. So it also does that in the bridge two five uh, to to G minor, and then it does the same thing again. G minor 7 flat 5 to C7 to F major instead of F minor. So in general, it's, this is just a great song to practice uh, minor 2 5 ones. And there's a lot of songs that are great for practicing minor 2 5 ones. I mean, a minor blues of any sort, like Burke's Works. That's a great way to practice 2 5 ones. But I think Alone Together has some great harmonic movement. And then, of course, it's just a classic song. Everybody should know how to play that one. Um, and the next one that I would say, number five, would be It Could Happen to You. And the reason I would say It Could Happen to You is it's a great study in one, six, two, five, ones, and and going into the relative minor again. Again, just a very classic song. It's one of those you just really got to know. Um, but it really kind of covers a, a big spectrum of you know the diatonic series of chords that you can play. Um, so it's just a really great study in, in all of that. And then it does go to the relative minor, you know, like a lot of songs do. So yeah, I would say number five is It Could Happen to You. All right, the next one would be Sweet Georgia Brown. Number six is Sweet Georgia Brown. And I really think Sweet Georgia Brown is an excellent song to know just because 
it's really a study of cycling dominant seventh chords. And I feel like a lot of people have issues improvising over dominant seven chords like this. Um, sometimes it's just confusing to know what to play. And so this is a really good uh, song to do that because it's really just cycling dominant seven chords all the time. F, F7 to B flat seven to E flat seven and then to A flat six or whatever uh, you want to play there. It could be an A flat major seven. Um, and so it, it's a great song just to kind of work on that. And it kind of hangs out on those dominant seven chords for a while. So it's a great practice in cycling dominant seven chords. Um, and of course, other songs that cycle dominant seven chords would be uh, Doxy is a great one. Usually starts uh, on B flat seven and then goes to E flat seven, then A flat seven, then G seven, then C seven, and F seven. So it's basically turning all these two five ones and and things like that into dominant seventh chords. Um, and of course, any rhythm changes song, any rhythm changes song. So Olio, uh, Anthropology, or just I Got Rhythm. In the bridge, there's that series of dominant seventh chords, right? D seven, G seven, C seven, F seven. So those are also great studies, but just a great one in general would be Sweet Georgia Brown. So number six, Sweet Georgia Brown, uh, mostly because of that cycle of dominant seventh chord study. Okay, so number seven, I've chosen Just Friends. Okay, Just Friends, it's it's a great song. Again, another classic, you know, everybody seems to know Just Friends. Um, you know, in the two common keys for that song, it's either G major or it's F major. Um, and I, the reason that I actually chose this is, is <laughs> well, let me tell you a story and that might help uh, explain why I've chosen this particularly. Um, I was in a master class. Oh, this must have been, I don't know, this was in college sometime years ago. And it was a master class with a great uh, jazz guitar player, John Stoll. If you have never heard of John Stoll, check him out. And he was doing this master class at uh, Jazz Society in Seattle. And I showed up. And at one point he says, okay, uh, does anybody want to come up and play with me? And, you know, young, arrogant and all those things, I raise my hand and, of course, I, you know, he picks me and there's a bunch of people at this master class, you know, m mostly much, much older than me. <laughs> and I sit down with John and my guitar and he says, hey, what song do you want to play? Well, and I'd been shedding Just Friends. So I said, yeah, I'd like to play Just Friends. And he said, okay, great, what key? And I said, C major and without flinching he said okay and <laughs> the thing is if you know just friends you know that was kind of a mistake to call it in C major because I what I really meant to say was was G major and so we started playing the song and I was playing it in G major but the first chord of the song is is C major 7 okay um and but he was playing it in C major 7 because I said it was in the key of C major 7 so, you know, after a while, we start, I started playing the melody and he's playing the chords and it sounds awful. It sounds terrible. Nothing is working right at all. And it took me a second to realize, oh, I called it in C major seven or in C major, not G major. And so it sounded awful. It sounded terrible. But I, you know, I just couldn't get my brain around in the moment and I was flustered. I couldn't transpose it. So I, I had to just say to John, hey, John, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Can we stop the song? I, I called it in the wrong key. And, you know, he, he was very gracious and nice about it. But 
what he explained is, oh, okay, right. You have to be careful what key you call that one in because it doesn't start on the tonal center. It starts on C major, which is the fourth, okay? It's the fourth. So it's an interesting song because it starts on the fourth of the diatonic series. So the key was in G major, but it starts on C. So it starts on C major, and then it goes to a C minor 7, which is also an interesting move. And then it goes to G major, and then it, the rest of the series of chord progressions, um, which is which is also a lot of more classic chord progressions. So I chose that song just because it's interesting that it starts on the 4th, um, and that's just a good thing to practice and to know and um, even to do transposition in. So Just Friends is number 7. Um, number eight would be Green Dolphin Street. Okay, Green Dolphin Street, another classic, classic, classic song. Uh, it's either played in C major seven or it's in E flat major seven. There's kind of two common keys there, kind of like Just Friends. And I think, you know, kind of the big thing that is a great practice about on Green Dolphin Street is it goes up a minor third to the next major key. So let's say we're in the key of C major. Um, it also does have some interesting chord progressions, you know, C major 7, then C minor 7, and this chromatic movement back down to C major 7. Um, and so it's a great chord progression with that. And then it goes into uh, a 6, or a 3, 6, and then 2, 5, 1 to C major. And then... It hops up to the key of E flat major, okay? So like I said, a minor third up from C. And then it goes F minor 7, B flat 7, E flat major 7. And then a 2-5 back to C major to start that last uh, A section again. So yeah, that's that's another chord progress. That's another uh, tonal movement you'll see a lot in jazz. So that's a great song just to kind of practice that movement. Um, and and you will you will see that again and again, and you'll recognize it when you'll see it. You'll be like, oh, that's just like in on Green Dolphin Street. So that's that's why that song can be especially important. Um, all right, number eight, or oh, I'm sorry, number nine, number nine. I'm losing count here. Number nine is Stella by Starlight. Now the reason I pick Stella by Starlight. It's kind of an interesting song because it's really not an easy song. It's actually very hard and complex, but for some reason, it's just kind of an expected-to-know song. Like Everybody expects you to know it, so that's kind of one reason that you should know this. It's just because you know, it doesn't really matter how hard it is or how you know advanced or not advanced you are at playing jazz. You're going to be expected to know how to play Stella by Starlight, but more of a reason than that is it's just a really interesting, great harmonic study okay it does all kinds of interesting things you know a lot of two you know a lot of two five ones and different things like that but just go in all sorts of different places and interesting movements and so i think it's just a great song to just study harmonic movement all right the big number 10 would be have you met miss jones so again another classic song everybody should know have you met miss jones great tune uh, so, if any reason, it's just because everybody should know that song. Um, but the, kind of the first thing I would say why you should know this is because it's a great example of that 
uh, passing diminished movement. Uh, so a, a common chord progression, a one, six, two, five, one. So in this case, the key of having Miss Jones, F major seven, it would be F major seven, D seven, G minor seven, C seven. But instead of that six chord, instead of that D seven, what's happening is we're substituting it with uh, a chromatic up from, from the one, uh, a diminished chord. So it would be F major seven, F sharp, diminished seven, G minor seven, C seven. Okay. So you're substituting the F sharp diminished seven with a C seven. You could just think of that being a half step up from, uh, you know, the, the F from the tonal center. Okay. So that's a great study in that. That's an important thing. I think for musicians to practice is that diminished movement. You know, it's, it's something that there's a lot of theory behind, you know, diminished scales and, and applying it to chord progression. So that's a great one. And the other one that I think is really interesting, especially, is this goes before Coltrane changes, you know, which Coltrane changes. John Coltrane, he had this three tonal center series going on uh, and go, going down in major thirds. And that's actually, even though this is before Giant Steps, that's actually what's happening in the bridge of Have You Met Miss Jones. So it goes to the four chord, which is B flat, so via two, five, one, so C minor seven, F seven, B flat major seven. Then it goes down a major third to the key of G flat major seven via two, five, one. So A flat minor seven, D flat seven, G flat major seven. Okay, then it goes down to D major seven. So down a major third to D major seven via two, five, one again. So E minor seven, A seven, D major seven. And then it and then it does go back up uh, uh, to 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 G flat major seven again. But the three tonal series in this case would be B flat and G flat and D uh, major. So that's an interesting study in its uh, in it of itself. It's kind of a tricky bridge to play, but it kind of precurses this Coltrane changes thing. So it's a very interesting practice in it of itself. <laughs> All right, and that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you have any jazz standards that you think everyone should know and and reasons why they should, uh, feel free, if you're on the website, to leave us a comment in the comment section below. We'd love to hear from you. And all the music again today is by Ivanic Pranay, his album Breathe. You can go to cdbaby.com and look that album up to check that out. And if you did find value in today's show, consider adding value back. You can leave us a one-time or monthly donation by clicking the support button if you're on the website. And if you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. We're going to be coming out with episode number 15 next week. We'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. 
I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.